Let's pray. Can't pray enough. Lord, we need you. Father, we thank you for, for your presence here today. And just moments before I, Tara said, come up, Lord. I just got this emotion. You know, I don't like when you do this, Lord. <laughs> Not up here. But I just got this sense, Father, that today you're going to connect with people in the sound of my voice in a new way, in a fresh way. And so I say, I say God, do it. We welcome you. We welcome you in this place, Lord. Prepare our hearts now to hear from you. Jesus, that we know that you are friend and you desire to, to know us and connect with us intimately, Jesus. Amen. This is sensitive today. I don't have to talk very loud at all. Sounds like you can hear me um, pretty good. Um, so a few weeks ago, I was invited to go on a retreat. And I haven't been on a retreat, a God-centered, focused retreat in a long time long time, kind of since I've had kids. And I would always go with the intention of spending time with God. And, and the prayer would be, God, I don't know what you want to do in this time that I give to you and that I dedicate to you. I just say, Lord, do what you want to do. And sometimes it would take a day, a day and a half to just kind of connect with him, to kind of get the cobwebs out a little bit. So I was invited to go on a retreat with a couple of friends, and we went down to Duxbury, and it was great to spend time with them, but again, kind of taking dedicated time to spend time with Jesus, and I haven't, I haven't done that in, in years in a retreat-like fashion, and I didn't really have an agenda other than um, saying, Lord, do what you need to do. Talk to me. Speak to me. Um, and Oh, yeah, I also have this talk that I'm, come, that I'm going to be preparing in a few weeks. And if you want to give me some, some insight, please do. I'm open. And so one day I went for a, um, I was like, I'm going to go for a run on the beach. It was like 15 degrees out. It was, seemed like a good decision at the time until I got out of my car and it was freaking cold. And Duxbury Beach, I've been to Duxbury many times, but never been to the beach. And it's just, you got to go over this long bridge and it's just, big spit of land that seems like goes for on forever, and there wasn't really anybody there. Um, there were a few people. It was a bright, sunny day, so there were some people, but it was mostly just me and God. And so I got there, and I started going on my run, and like, all right, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. And the first thing I noticed is the, the, the beach is covered with rocks, and the tide was down, so there was sand kind of down by the water, but it was covered with rocks, these, these beautiful rocks. They were round and all different types of shapes and sizes, big ones, small ones, but there were, just, there were millions of them. And I, I just I had this thought that those rocks are like us. They're people. And again, all shapes and sizes, and, and, and I thought, wow, God, you have the ability, you have the capacity to meet with every single one of us, to know every single one of us. And I was looking at all these rocks, and I'm like, every one of these rocks represents a person, and, and, you, and you know us. And I was just blown away by that. And I'm 
running along. And, um, and then he whispers to me, yeah, he says, you know what? All around those rocks and down by the, by the water is sand and the individual grains of sand. And you know what, Tommy? I know them too. I have no limit in my ability to connect with every single person on the face of the earth for all time, past, present, and future. And I was just amazed by that. And I'm like, yeah, all right, this is good, Lord. Keep it coming. Have you, have you ever talked with someone, when you think about a relationship with God, have you ever heard from someone either given a message or a podcast or you read it in a book, and they talk about their personal relationship with God? And you... You think about, like, that's amazing. Like, to me, it's not jealousy, but I'm like, wow, Lord, you really, you really are amazing that you can connect with someone so intimately because I feel that in my life. I feel that personal connection, and it's like, and they do too. Like, that to me is amazing. And so I'm walking, I'm walking along, and, and then I'm reminded that he's always with me. So I'm like taking these mental notes in my head, like, okay, this is something maybe I'll, do, I'll say in my talk. And, and he's like, yeah, you can say that, but just know that even right now in this moment, regardless of what you're preparing for or what you're hoping for, I am with you. I am right next to you right now. He's like, if you turn left, he's like, I'm, I'm there. If you run really fast, I can stay, keep up with you. If you stop all of a sudden, I don't just keep going forward. I am with you always. And so two other things he mentioned to me. He said, tell him about us. I said, okay. He said, tell him about us, Tommy. Tell him about how you and I connect. You know, it's not, wouldn't be, it would be a difficult thing to stand up here and say, Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to be your best friend um, if I haven't experienced that. And I, and I have. And so he said, tell him a little bit about us. I said, okay. And then he said, tell him I love them. Tell him I love them. Tell him I want to be their best friend. And I know a lot of you know this already. A lot of you experience this in your own way. But I know there are some here right now that may not connect with God in the way I'll describe or in a way that they felt is, is significant. So tell them that I love them. Tell them that I want to be their best friend. And that's what I'm going to unpack for you today. I'm going to try to. And so when I think about that time with him on the beach, there were three things, which are really wonderful when you're preparing a sermon. Three wonderful points that he wants to point out to us today. One is that he's loving. When you think about God and his friendship, he's loving, he's personal, and he is available for you and for me. So let's set the stage. Jesus himself is telling us that he wants to be our friend. In John 15, verse 15, he says, I no longer call you slaves or servants because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. No, you are my friends since I have told you everything that the Father has told me. Jesus himself God the Father, our creator, how amazing is it that he didn't just make us to tell us what to do. He wants to be with us. He wants to be our friend. So let's talk about how he's loving. One of the biggest elements in any friendship is that it has a foundation based 
on love, and God's love is boundless. It is boundless. So think about the stones in the sand again that I mentioned. Psalm 139 reminds us um, that, uh, that God thinks about us. His thoughts about us outnumber the grains of sand. So again, this is like multiplication by like a million trillion because here's, there's a million rocks on the beach, million pieces of sand, and each one of those he thinks about so much that the thoughts outnumber the grains of sand. Like it kind of like blows your mind to think that he has the capacity to do that. And he does. It's intimate. It's personal. Love is the motivation for the friendship that he desires to have with us. And so while I was running on the beach, I was like, I usually go to the beach um, to sit on the beach and to swim. And there's all those people that are running and you're like, oh yeah, that's nice. Look at them go. I was like, I'm going to be that person today. And so while I'm running, and it was tough, but I'm looking at all the stones and I was like, I was in my, whatever, for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to find the perfect stone. I'm going to find, and I was thinking I'm going to find like a heart-shaped stone. I don't know why. And I'm like running and I'm slowing down and I'm looking and I'm like, okay. And then I thought I found it. Because it's all these dark, they're all um, dark colored stones because the, they're all wet. And, but there was these white ones that kind of stood out. And for, in my mind, I was thinking like a golf ball. I want to find a perfectly round, perfectly white little stone. And I was like, and one caught my eye and it wasn't very big. And I didn't want to pick up, I was like, if I find one, I'm going to bring it back. But it can't be too big because I have like three miles to like go back. But I found this little rock here. And I was like, from distance, I was like, oh, it's perfect. But I picked it up, and I looked at it. And as I looked at it and inspected it, I realized this isn't, a, this isn't a perfect rock. There's little tiny holes in it, little spots. There's discoloration on the back when you look at it. There's like tiny little cracks that you couldn't see from far away. And I was like, hmm, this is, this is, this is good. Because what it reminded me of is that God and his infinite ability to be able to love and connect with all of these different, these different rocks, these different people, there, there, there's no perfect rock. There's, like us, we're not perfect. There are imperfections. There are cracks. There are scars. There are mistakes that are made, bad decisions. There's, there's just, you know, yet he looks at us and he says, Hey, you know what I see? I see a perfect rock. How does he do that? Like, I, I can see these imperfections. I can focus on these discolorations. And he says, no, Tommy, it's perfect. It's perfect because of what I've done, what I've done for you. Romans 3, 22 and 23 says, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this, is the tr- and this is true for everyone who believes. For everyone who believes, no matter who you are, for all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. But we are made right by placing our faith in Jesus. It's a simple yet profound act that changes everything. That when God looks at those millions of, sand, uh, millions of, of rocks on the beach, he says, you know what? Those ones that put, my, put their faith in me, all he sees is perfect, unblemished little rock. He sees a perfect, unblemished 
person. And perhaps the biggest benefit of any of our relationship that, with God is that he is forgiving. He gives us the ability um, to be able to be with him now and for eternity. And I love this passage in Corinthians, and you've all heard it if you've been to a wedding. Love, uh, 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 13 says, love is patient, love is kind, it doesn't envy, and it goes through this list. And then it says, it keeps no record of wrongs. It keeps no records of wrongs. When we mess up in life, God doesn't doesn't judge us anymore because of what Jesus has done. He holds nothing against us. The sacrifice and the blood that he shed on the cross, you know, 2,000 years ago, continues to wash over us every day. And you have to know that you can have a relationship with Jesus, an intimate personal relationship because he loves you and he sees you as perfect. He's always with us. Romans 8.38 says, For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels presence nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from that love. He's always present, no matter what never fails us. Um, Many of you know my mom passed away. In January, unexpectedly, uh, she went in the hospital for procedure that um, had to take a um, COVID test before she went in. She got a negative test, went in, had a procedure, and while she was um, recovering, a couple days later, she she got COVID. And um, about a week later, she was in the ICU uh, on a ventilator. And about seven or ten days later, we got a call that she was um, you know, she wasn't going to make it. And it was very surreal. Um, we weren't able to go and see her. Um, at all through this process. So we're getting uh, communication from the nurses and doctors as much as we could. And then all of a sudden, she wasn't going to make it. And so she was still with us. And so they said, you can come in and you could see her. And I was surprised, to be honest. Um, I had heard you can't really go. So we went in expecting that we could see her and be with her in her last hours. And when we got there, they said... um, so we tried, we tried, but we can't allow you to go into the room with her. But you can, see, you, can, you can see her from outside the room, and they have these big glass doors. And so my sister Sue and I, who's not here today, she sings on the worship team. Um, the two of us, it was like 10 o'clock at night, we went in there, and we sat down, and they set up two chairs for us and a snack table with refreshments. Um, and we sat there, and we looked at my mom, and we could tell just visually that, you know, it was getting very close to the end for her. And we just sat there, and we, we talked, and we, we prayed, and we sang worship songs. Um, and I kind of have this picture, like this big glass, you know, and she's on the other side, about 50, and there's these two seats, and here we are. And at one, I was sitting on this side, and at one point, I had my arm on my sister, You know, and she had her head on my shoulder, and I had this picture of Jesus kind of propped up on a chair behind us with his head on my shoulder and our heads touching his head. And we had this peace 
Because we knew my mom knew Jesus right here. She ran up to an altar that was right here one Sunday, 15 years before, and she gave her life to Jesus. And so we had this moment where, Mom, soon you're going to be in the arms of Jesus. You're going to be seeing him very soon. And so it was like this comforting moment that I had with um, this picture of Jesus with Sue and I. And then it wasn't until a few weeks later where we got a letter, and so many of you reached out to us, thank you, and sent us cards. Um, But I got this letter a few weeks later from Karen Johnson, and she said, you know, Tommy, I've been in the letter. She says, I was thinking about you and Sue, and I was thinking about your mom, and I was thinking about those last moments. And she's like, I just got this picture that um, Jesus was sitting right with her, holding her hand in the end, because the hardest thing about that was being so close and not being able to put my hands on her, or hold her hands. It was the nurse in the room just kind of doing her thing. And there my mom was, you know, like literally moments before she's going to go see Jesus. And, and I thought it's going to be beautiful because she's going to see him any moment. And then this picture, this reality that he was with her that right in that moment, holding her hand. And I just got this peace over me. And I just said, thank you, Jesus, for being ever present. No matter where we are, no matter the good times, the bad times, the scary times, and right up until the very end, that it's amazing to think that he could be in this life holding her, holding her hand, and then a moment later, she's running into his arms, and he's picking her up, and he's telling her how much he loves her. He's always present, no matter what, and I'm grateful for that. He's personal. He, one of the things he mentioned to me, as I said walking on the beach that day or running is tell them about us. Tell them about our friendship. Um, And one of the things that makes any friendship special is that it's unique, right? It's unique. You have these experiences with these people that, that bond you, that connect you together. And there's the inside jokes. There's the the, the experiences that you do together that, that connect you. And so I'll just share quickly before I talk about Jesus and I, um, about some friends that I have here in this, in this world, good friends that about, uh, I guess, in my late 20s and early 30s, I had this band of brothers. And these were guys that we would go on these adventures together. We would we'd go up to Maine, and we would do all these fun activities. And we went um, to Montana one year, and we hiked a big mountain and glissaded down. I had never heard what that what glissade means until I did it. And it's incredible. I'll tell you about it after. I won't go into it now. But um, we had these incredible times around the campfire at this cabin on the lake. And um, one hike that we did, we had a friend. Um, it was about... Uh, three or four hour hike up the mountain and then like a, I don't know, two or three hike, hour hike down. And on the way down, one of my friends uh, slipped on a rock and broke his leg. No cell phone connection. What do you do? So, okay, well, some of us were going to run down and get help. I did not volunteer for that one because I knew that I'd have to hike back up. And I was like, I'll just stay here and comfort him. You guys go. And so, um, so they ran down, and I mean, it was hours later, it's getting dark now, uh, and they came up with a team of paramedics, and uh, they, we got a stretcher, and, and there were 12 of us probably total, and we all took turns, you know, in a stretcher with six people, two in the front, in the middle, in the back, and we brought them down the mountain, and that experience 
bonded us together in a powerful, powerful way. Um, another experience one night around a fire is a friend of mine, we were, we were doing some soul stuff, and a friend of mine was getting downloaded from God. He was, he was just, he was healing some inner stuff, stuff, and we were praying over him. And I was right next to him, and I had my hand around him, and he's just, he's sobbing. He is just sobbing, he has his head down. And we're just, you know, I'm a hand on his head around him. And I'm like, we're just, you know, saying, Lord, do what you're doing. And we just, we love him and try to affirm him. And we did. And all of a sudden I looked and, and, and all of a sudden there was just this stream of snot that came down from his, from his nose and his mouth. And he's, cause he's just like this. And, and, and I'm like, all right. Okay, Lord, do what you want. And I'm like, oh, man. And I didn't want to look because it was really, really gross. And, and all of a sudden, I just had this impulse. I'm like, he's clearly not going to stop, like, get rid of this himself. And I reached down. And I know this is a non-COVID world. But I reached down. Hi, boy. Why? Yeah, I love you. Um, and I wiped the snot right off of his face. And I was like, why did I just do that? Oh, my word. He'd never even flinched. And... Um, I'm still like, can feel it on me. And so we get through this moment and he's like, he gets, he's like, I don't even know what happened. He's like, it was like, I'm like, yeah. I was like, remember when I wiped all the snot off your face? And he's like, that was you? It's like, yeah, it is. I'm going to go wash my hands. And, um, and he just looked at me and he's like, wow. He's like, thank you for doing that. And I was like, Yeah. I wanted to say any time, but I was like, this is the only time that will ever happen. And so um, 12 years later, we're talking. He lives in another state now, and we were reminiscing about those times together. And I was like, yeah, remember that time? He's like, yes, I do. Um, and he paused again, and he just said, thank you. I was like, you got it, man. I love you. And he lives, he lives you know, hundreds of miles away, and we... We still stay connected. Those bonds of those times together kind of, kind of um, uh, make that experience and make our friendship unique, and they're very special. And in our human relationships, those are in our, like our human relationships. If we're desiring deeper connection with God, we have to spend intentional time with him. Our time together, our experiences with God will make our relationship with him special. We have to carve out the time because the moments that we share with God alone allow us to experience his heart, experience his nature, who he is, and, and how he feels about us. And it's only in those moments that we grow deeper and we have this experience. And so um, when I'm spending time with God, I often talk out loud I am I audible in my, in my conversation with God. And if I'm walking, I often have my headphones in and make it seem like I'm having a conversation with someone else, but it's really I'm talking, I'm talking with him. And there were some moments that I've had with God that have shaped me. And one in particular, both have to do with lights. And one in particular was when I was in college. I was distraught 
I was frustrated. I was angry. I was in a foreign place. I just moved to Pennsylvania. I didn't really know anybody. And I was just struggling as a freshman in college. And I was walking with God. And I'm like, where are you, Lord? Where are you? Just, just tell me you're, you're here. Help me in this time. And there was these tennis courts that were just a little bit off the main part of campus. And I had played tennis there at night. Um, you know, weeks before, and um, there's probably like 10 courts, and there was these huge, massive lights. And when you turn lights on, on, a, on like a stadium or anything, it takes about 10 minutes for those things to power up. It's like, right? And you're just waiting, waiting, waiting for them to get bright enough so you could play. So I'm down there, and I'm calling out to God, and I'm sitting on a bench just outside of the, the fence, and I'm like, Lord, where are you? And I heard this bang. It's like, boom. And I look up and it was instantly daytime. I mean, this was midnight. It was instantly daytime. The lights were as bright as I've ever seen them because you could do individual court lights, but all lights were on. And it was literally like daytime. I'm like, whoa, okay. Like it was scary. And I look around, I'm like, someone just turned the lights on. And I look around and no one's there. And I'm like, wait a minute, it takes these things a long time to like get up to full power and instantly. And I'm like, okay, now everybody can see me. Um, And then he said to me, I heard him whisper, he says, Tommy, I see you. I see you. I know what you're going through. And I'm here. I have not forgotten about you, even though you're hundreds of miles away from home. I'm here. And then there was another time, just about a year ago, I went for a walk at night, and there's like a three-mile loop, and I'm walking, and um, again, I'm like, Lord, I need you. I know you're here. Like, it's at the point where, like, I know you're here, but I need to feel you. I need to know you. Speak to me, God. Help me in this time. Help me in this time, Lord. And I'm walking, and, and I went by this one driveway, and there was a strobe light going. It's like 1030 at night, like halfway down the driveway on a tree, there's this strobe light, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, it was like bright. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then I keep going. And I, about a mile later, I see another light. It was a, it was a car with its hazards on and a house that was completely black, like dark house, no lights on. And the car wasn't running. Like you start your car and it, you know, goes, it's like no one there. And I stop and I look and it's just these lights, these steady flashing lights. And I was like, that's weird. And then I keep going a little further. And then there's this little walkway in this house with these solar lights that outline the, the pathway to the house. And all of them were bright, except one was just blinking. And I was like, oh, okay, Lord, you're, you're reminding me that you are here with me in this moment, in this time. And I thank you. He often connects with me um, mostly by this just a still small voice that he affirms me over and over again. Keep doing what you're doing, Tommy. I love you. I affirm you. Hang in there. Often, my confession, often I can go days and weeks without God, without taking intentional time with God. It's always on my mind. Yeah, I was on my mind here and there, but taking intentional time with him, I'll often go uh, weeks, sometimes months, it just happens, and I used to feel really guilty about that. I used to feel like, like think, okay, I'm going to spend time with God today, and you're like, hey, what's up, Lord? I know, it's been a while. Yeah, I've been busy, you know that. Um, and I had this guilt, this kind of like shame, and one day he just said, stop that, 
I'm not a God of guilt and shame. I love you, and any moment I can spend with you, I cherish. Let's get that guilt and shame right out the window because you know what I want to focus on today is what he says to me. I want to focus on you. I want to affirm you. I want to hear what's going on in your day. I want to know the plans that you have. Talk to me. Let's, let's do this. And I'm like, wow, thank you, God. Because when I don't hear from a friend in a few months, I'm like, and you, they reach out. You're like, hey, where you been? What's going on? You know? And so um, I love that about God, that he has that he has the ability to just kind of look past all that and say, hey, I'm glad you're here right now, today. So we'll wrap up here in a couple of minutes. Um, the last thing I want to say is he's available to all of us. Um, I realize there are some here that might be thinking, well, Tommy, that must be nice. I've never connected God in that, never connected with God in that way. And I don't hear from God like you do. And I say good, because God wants to connect with you in the way that you will experience him, not like me. Don't compare to me. The good news here today is like all the rocks on the beach. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He wants to connect with you. He wants to speak with you in the way that's unique to you. And I believe that if we can all experience his love and his friendship, it will be natural for us to want to tell other people about that. And when we do that, we're advancing God's kingdom without really much effort. It's just telling them about what's going on in our lives because God so loved the world that he wishes none would perish and so every single one of you here that I'm looking at now and on the screen, please know that. Please know that he wants to connect with you. So, but sometimes we have to have these, there are these universal truths that will help us connect with God. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling stuck right now in this, in what I'm talking about and connecting with God, I want to do a little a little exercise here in a moment. But there are truths that we need to believe about who he is, whether we don't see it every day or we don't experience it. There are truths. And like I talk out loud a lot to God, it's important to say these things out loud sometimes. And they are that, God, you are real. Jesus, you are real. You have to believe that God is good. You have to believe that he loves us. You have to believe that he loves you personally and that he wants to spend time with you. You have to believe that he wants a real intimate relationship with you, a friendship, and that it's possible. So I want to do a little, a little exercise here, okay? We can wake up here, and uh, if you've dozed off, I don't blame you, but this is going to be good. Um, I want to say this out loud, and we'll do it together. And so if you're desiring deeper relationship with God, if you've not connected with him in a long time or you've never connected with him at all, let's say these truths together. So those of you here in the room, those of you at home, don't be shy. So say these after me. Let's declare these truths about who God is together, who Jesus is. So here we go. Ready? Jesus, you are real. You are real. 
You are here. You can hear my voice. Jesus, you are good. You are a good friend. Help me to experience your friendship and your love. Right now, right here, in all the days of my life. Jesus, I believe you love me personally. I believe you love me intimately. And you want to spend time with me. And lastly, help me, Jesus, to make time in my life for you starting now. Every one of us has the ability to connect with God. I pray this morning that you would receive him and understand him in a new in a fresh way. We're going to close with a song here now, and then we'll, we'll finish up um, with a prayer after. Thank you.